Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. You know, sometimes names are appropriate. They don't call it madness for nothing. Welcome to day three, technically, but day one of the NCAA tournament. Two games in, or after two games, only 10% of all brackets were accurate. After two games, 10% of all brackets were we're accurate. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian. You can count Adam. mine in the inaccurate pile. F U one so, time, yeah. F U two times, F U three times, F U all the time. Furman with the upset, the four thirteen upset. Virginia loves being on the wrong side of these things, apparently. And the power Virginia's got to figure it on. out. Virginia's got to figure out how to lose some games next year so they can be like a a, a, a ten seed. <laughs> <laughs> they got to stop being the double the, the, the high seat. Well, you know what this means, though. Next year, they're going to win the national championship. Might, yeah, might. That, that's how it's worked out for them before. Yes, my paladins. I am not supposed to wear t-shirts in the office. It's just kind of a thing I'm not supposed to do. I couldn't help it. I've got the bell tower on right now. My paladins, baby. I tried to tell you guys. Well, you didn't have the uh, the fight song queued up and ready to play. Oh, I've got something better. Well, sort of. Um, oh, all right. But I tried to tell you guys, Furman's style, th- th- this tournament's all about matchups. And, and yes, there was some heart and emotion into that, but Furman's style really uh, was going to mess with Virginia. And early, Furman missed a ton of shots that they usually make. It's a, a top 10 scoring team in basketball. They play with a lot of pace, and Virginia really likes to slow the game down. And Furman loves to get out and run in transition. And that was a bad matchup for Virginia. And the Paladins won. 12 seconds left in the game. Virginia's got the ball up to on their own baseline. And then this happened. Kevin Harlan, the great Kevin Harlan, on the call. Playing with four guards, and the four guards out there, along with Shedrick, are their best free throw shooter. Clark in a straight Uh, 
I Who's the Kevin color Harlan. guy? Who's the color commentator? So they had two. One of them was Stan Van Gundy, and that was obviously not Stan Van Gundy. I don't know who the other guy was. Yeah. I just love it. He didn't want to do that. I thought that was great. <laughs> they, had they had a timeout. Time what did they do? What were they doing? Uh, oh, man. Uh, oh, man. I love the madness. I love it, it. it. It's just the best, man. It really is. So, yeah. Uh, get a bunch of uh, that is amazing. F you, F you, F you. Yeah, man. It, uh, You're getting in trouble now. Let's, let's uh, be careful with that. A, a special day for. Uh, that small private college in Greenville, South Carolina. I uh, grew up going to Timmins Arena uh, with 1,500 of my best friends. It's about all they get there. It, it was a concert hall that they they ended up like putting a basketball floor on. So there, there's one side of the court that they ended up like adding temporary stands to. But for a while, there was like the curtain that covered up the stage. On like that that went down the the sideline of the basketball court because they still used their arena as like a, a concert hall or a music hall. I mean that, that that's what we're talking about here. Virginia has five times the budget for basketball that Furman does. Five times the budget and uh, big upset. I'm pumped up. We're not going to spend all day. Uh, talking about Furman, obviously. But, hey, two games in and we get a 13-4 upset. That is March Madness. That is just the beauty of this tournament. It's why we love it so much. It's why you love it so much. I uh, I watched it at home. I was a little bit late getting to the, to the studio today. I'm usually earlier than I was. My dogs hate me right now. I mean, they, they, they hate me because I'm yelling, I'm clapping, I'm screaming, I'm carrying on. And poor Maverick, he has no idea what's wrong with me. And and he and I are, like, and most of you out there have this relationship with, with your dog. Maverick's, Maverick's my dog. He loves and respects my wife as well. That That's mom to him. But but he he's mine, and, and he and I are, are tight like that. When dad's upset, he's upset. He doesn't know why, he just knows dad's upset, so he is too. And And, and if I'm pacing, he's pacing. And if I'm yelling, he's wondering what's wrong. I stress that. He's probably going to take a great nap for, for the rest of the day because he was stressed out because Dad was stressed out. And June, the three-legged one, she's just so stupid. She just follows him around, and she doesn't know any better. So really only one of my two dogs is having a hard time today. But I'm Michael Borky, by the way. He's Brian Haydad. If you guys want to be a part of the conversation, we'd love to have you on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Don't text and drive, though, please. C Spire wants you to be a part of our show. They're a part of our show. Uh, but they want you to do it safely, so don't text and drive. We need to remind you guys more of that. Use the voice text feature. It's kind of funny when, when you guys screw that up. So uh, just be it safe is. today. It is. Uh, this is why March, uh, Adam and Monticello says, is one of my favorite months out of the year. I, I mean, Richard brought it up for the SEC tournament. Conference tournaments, at least in our school, we didn't get like the TV shut down the class treatment for that. We got it for today yeah. and tomorrow. When the conference tournaments, it was this, where the teacher who as we learn now, yes, was being cool, but also wanted a lazy day. Like, we thought she Might just had cared some about money us. On some games yeah. that we didn't know about. 
Uh, but man, when they would roll that thick TV, the the tube TV, on yeah, that cart yeah. into the room, strapped you know, to the cart. Yes, yeah. you knew it was a good day. Fun. Well, this is usually man. spring break in Mississippi, so it was never like a big deal. You know, you could always watch the first week sitting at home doing nothing. Those were those were great times for sure. I miss those days. Yeah, yeah. I got busted in school once. The week- they- they, they called it gambling. They called my parents and said I was gambling in school. I wasn't gambling, okay? I took We did a bracket thing in middle school, and I was the keeper of the brackets, and everybody gave, like, food into the pot. It was like a bag of... Like, it, it, there was no money involved. I didn't take cash, but we had a bag full of Skittles and M&Ms, and you, to, to submit a bracket, you had to add a food item that could last for a few weeks, into the back. Yeah. And somehow, a teacher found out, we know somebody stitched on us, but like we never could confirm it. But they took it all from us and like called all of our parents and, and like said we were gambling. And it, was, it was a whole big deal. In Lame. Like, I, I, had Lame. To, I had to sit, and they separated us all. There was like four of us that like organized the whole thing, but I was the keeper of the bracket, so I got the... The, the FBI treatment. But we had like 60 brackets in this huge paper bag filled with just candy and stuff. And and for hours until my parents got off work and could come. And I had to sit in this office by myself and had a teacher that wouldn't talk to me. Just had to sit there supervising me to make sure like I wouldn't break out of the cuffs and commit more crimes, I guess. But I had to sit there in this room... <laughs> In silence for like two and a half hours before my parents could get to school. And and when they showed up, my dad was basically like, what the hell's wrong with you people? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> That's where I would have been. I've been like, yeah. he's not in trouble. Y'all are. You made yeah. me waste my day. Because they told him gambling. <sighs> That's what they told him. So he shows up mad. He's like, gambling? Like, what were you doing? And then he finds it was a binder with brackets and a bag of candy and crap like that. And that's why they made him leave work. And back then, you know, they're like, I didn't have a cell phone to be like, hey, dad, it's not, you know, it's not money. It's just whatever. So he spends hours wondering what kind of trouble my son's in. They have the school resource officer there and everything. It's like this, they have like the heat lamp on me. It's like this invest- interrogation. And my dad shows up and they're like, he has. We these- have ways of making you yes. talk. And he shows up, and they're like, here's the binder that he... Like, they took it all serious, and he's like, it's brackets. They filled out brackets. Oh, my God. Well, where's the money? Oh, there's no money. It's candy. Big bag of Skittles, though. Yeah. He was so mad. And, like, in the car, yeah. he was like, just, you know... Just, they're dumb. I'd have been just, just straight I'm up sorry. like, next time you're going to to call me, have my put my son on the phone... And have him explain exactly what happened, and I'll determine whether or not he need I need to come up there, because you people have wasted my time today. Pretty much, go. yeah. He he was, and he he contained himself, but you could see on his face like he's not an angry man, but you could see like I really want to hit one of these people, but I know I can't, but I really want to. <laughs> And yeah, so yeah, me, I got in trouble in middle school for uh, for gambling. That's uh, yeah, 
That happened. Borky the bookie. I know, right? 601879 We'll give you some more scores, talk a little bit more hoops when we come back. In the Pearl River Resort Studio. From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes, I am, yes, I am, yes, I am. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. To some of your messages right now on the first day of March Madness, Jeff in Oxford says that Furman sequence rivals Valpo beating Ole Miss. They do have a new one in the hopper for sure. The only issue with this one is it didn't end the game on the shot. Now, it effectively ended the game yeah. on the shot, but Virginia had a... Still 2.2. Yeah, they had a decent enough look at the buzzer that they missed. Uh, so, so that might be the only thing holding that back from replacing Bryce Drew is the fact that Bryce Drew's shot ended the game. Like it was at the buzzer, and this one was not. But the turnover, the pass to a Bagheese, by the way, I wonder if he's got ties to Mississippi. Uh, there's, there's a bajillion Bagheeses here. Um, but yeah, he, he had been bad today, honestly, uh, Bagheese was. But, uh, not when it counted. There's, there's no way he's not a cousin of of, of a Derek Pegues or somebody from South Panola. Got to be, but um, yeah, that, the, the the turnover, the pass, the shot, got to be, got to, got to be there. Um, Borky the bookie, I like it. Jason says everything is gambling to some people, and that's all I have to say about that. Chris says, surely you didn't get suspended. I got one day of ISS, is what we called it, in school suspension. Where and there was an ISS teacher, which was one of the uh, he, he was a basketball coach, but um, he left and then an assistant football coach took it over. They do nothing. That was the best job in the world. I don't know what they got paid, but all they had to do was just sit and monitor the class. Where you had to stay silent all day, couldn't talk, and all of your teachers had to give you the work for the day, and you just had to do it in that room for the day. It's called in-school suspension, but there was one teacher that had to sit there and just make sure you weren't talking, and that was literally his job. He had a computer, and it was just don't talk. That's it. Like, that was his job every day. Show up at 745, sit there until 3, make sure kids aren't talking, and then coach ball after. It's a great job. It's good times. But yeah, that, yeah, that's a easy. That's pretty easy work, yeah. That, uh, that was my punishment for uh, for sure. I got an. I had an in school, in school suspension once. What'd you do? I got in a fight. Oh well, that you kind of deserved it though. Yes, yes, I did. Did but, you win? Uh, no. This will this will make everybody laugh. Who knows me now? He's much bigger than me. At the time, I was in eighth grade. So, uh, but yes, and so I got knocked out and had to serve a day of in school suspension. It was fantastic. <laughs> what can you do? Uh, what can you do? Somebody says I'm a hardened criminal. That's uh, that's for sure. Uh, Lisa, you know what? You are right, and and that is uh, malpractice on my part. Hey, Dad, State's women got a, a big win, and uh, big by score differential, and that it was in the NCAA tournament last night. Yeah, and they'll move on to, uh, to play Creighton uh, tomorrow at 5 o'clock, so right as we're starting the college football fix uh, from the Golden Moon tomorrow, Mississippi State's women will be uh, tipping off. 
and in the second round of the NCAA tournament. And uh, should they be able to win that, they can take on another Dame team that will be without their star player, uh, Olivia Miles. She's out for the rest of the tournament with a knee injury. So MSU has a real window here that if they can play like they played last night, especially in the second half, uh, they have a chance to, to make it to the second weekend of the tournament. So great win for Sam Purcell. That's a guy who, you know, John Cohen, I, I gave him a lot of grief on a lot of his hires, but he seems to have really nailed State's basketball hires this past year. Yeah. And Purcell's a guy who had a, a great reputation as a recruiter. That's what he had done on Jeff Wall's staff up there at, uh, at Louisville. But a first-time head coach, he has gotten better as a coach throughout the season, and his recruiting has been really good, too. So looks like he's going to be the guy, you know, it's going to be interesting with him because, you know, I don't know if you know his story. He grew up in Auburn. His, his dad was a coach there for a long, long time. So, And Johnny Harris hasn't really been getting it done at Auburn. So my guess is when the time comes, you know, there's going to be a, 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 a bidding for his services from Auburn. Uh, we'll see if they can hold on to him. But he's done a really fine job for MSU thus far. You know what John Cohen sucks at? The first hire. Football, yeah. baseball, and uh, did he hire... Uh, Howland? No, Strickland hired So Strickland Howland. hired Howland. So, so putting basketball, men's basketball aside, football, baseball, and women's basketball, the first hire sucked. And then the second hire was very good. <laughs> gets I mean, them all right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Struck out with Moorhead, although at the time on paper that was a good hire, just didn't work. Yeah. Then he hires Mike Leach. Yeah. And then yeah. he strikes out on McCray Pinson, and he hires Purcell. Yeah. And then he, he struck out Canizero. And hired the national Canizero. champion. Canizero didn't strike out. He, he was he was hitting home runs, but yeah, it is what it is. So if that tells you anything, Hugh Freeze is going to flame out quickly. And then whoever he hires after Hugh Freeze, if he's allowed to, is going to win national championships. It, well, he wasn't allowed to hire Hugh Freeze, so I don't know what the situation. Maybe he'll be allowed to hire the next one. Isn't that funny? I mean, that, that's that's how these things work, right? John Cohen is the athletic it's a, director. It's a really he did not hire Hugh weird Freeze. coincidence. No, <laughs> no, no, no chance. <laughs> he did no chance. Don't say, don't call me and tell me different. No chance. Oh man, did I see? Did we see what happened to Edwin Diaz? Yeah, we did. Celebrating, and he's out for the season. Yeah, that sucks. It does. I, I see both sides of this World Baseball Classic argument that everybody's having, that it, it is sort of a meaningless exp, ex, exhibition. But these guys, they do want to participate in it, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I cannot... You, you get hurt crossing the street. I cannot stand the, these games don't matter when you've got your country on your chest. That bothers me. It's like yeah. the, the, like the, this this guy at bar school uh, barstool the KFC guy is just posting yeah. everywhere they would allow him about how meaningless the World Baseball Classic is and nobody cares and you're a loser if you care and all that crap because he's a a Mets fan and he's crying like an adult man baby about it but to to tell yeah. to tell somebody what you're doing doesn't matter when you're representing your country while you're doing it that's a loser take to me that, that yeah. that's what losers yeah, I get it. Mike Trout's representing the it. U.S. of A, baby, and and he loves it. And if he gets hurt, he's going to think it's worth it because he got the chance to put USA on his chest and play baseball, and that's worth it. So at least if Trout gets hurt, you know it doesn't affect the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, Diaz Diaz's injury affects the playoffs. Did you see uh, uh, Otani uh, got struck out by a guy that's like an electrician? <laughs> that makes me happy. 
Yeah. Uh, it, I like Otani. I'm looking forward to the Giants trying to spend $275 million a year on him next year. But do it. I mean, we'll see how that goes. Do it, man. I mean, <laughs> it's not like there's a yeah, salary absolutely. cap you got to worry about. He, he is. Exactly. That guy. It, I've thought about ways to explain Shohei Otani using other sports. Is there a way to explain Shohei Otani using other sports? No, because you know you think about like like Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders, right? Great in two different sports, right? But we're talking about great at two different positions in one sport. I mean, that do totally different things too. Yeah, it's not like maybe one thing like. You know, playing wide receiver, Dion played wide receiver and DB, right? But, you know, those are similar enough. Like, imagine playing quarterback and then linebacker. You know, what, what do we, it's just, he's just unique. He's a unicorn for sure. Hunter Columbus says, if I'm a MLB owner and one of my players gets hurt in the WBC, then he isn't getting paid until he's healthy. Now, I would understand why an owner is not real thrilled about that. I, I would get that, but, it, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off base. It feels like it would be a hard sell to get like a free agent if you are telling them we're going to restrict you playing in this worldwide event, getting to represent your country. Well, I mean, You're not going to be allowed to do that if you play for my team. And another team says, yeah, we'll let you do that if you sign here. It yeah, just the, seems restricted. Well, the players' union's not going to allow contracts like that to happen anyway. Yeah. You know, if you, the same thing. Like I said you can get hurt crossing the street. So I mean, they're never going to do something like that. I mean, Otani. My also. guess is if the owners were like straight up, I don't want you to play, then you could do that. But as far as a contract goes, no, they're not going to allow that. Uh, Josh says Otani also threw one hundred two on the gun. It, he's spe- he's so special, and I think baseball needs it, to do a better. It makes job you wonder. Of- Telling everybody how special yeah, well, he is. Well, they need to get him out of Anaheim is the first thing they need to do. Yeah, I, it makes you wonder if he focused on one thing, what would what would he be? If he decided I'm just going to pitch, does he become the greatest pitcher of all time? If he decided I'm just going to hit, like does he, you know, what would you choose? Hit 50, 60 home runs, pitching. I would, I would, I would pitch. More money in pitching, right? More money in pitching. It feels like you can you can have a longer career. Yeah, you know, the power leaves a lot, lot, lot longer before the ability to pitch does. Yeah. You also, uh, Benny Sarfel says, if you get hurt like that, you are going to get hurt eventually. We get another one. You can slip uh, and fall in the shower and get hurt. Yeah, I mean, uh, who was it? What huh? pitcher got hurt washing his truck? I don't know. I remember, was it? So one of them got hurt ironing a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Gosh, stuff happens. Who, who was it that got hurt and missed a lot of time for washing his truck? I, I don't remember, but. Yeah. Anyway, six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. We'll uh, give you a score update in March Madness. Uh, also, State got a win last night in the midweek. A, a nice win. And two things happened in that game that are encouraging as State's getting ready to start conference play. We'll talk about that as well. And then Ole Miss Vanderbilt tonight. SEC play begins tonight, and we'll talk about that and more with you when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
KJ Wright's going to join us at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, hopefully uh, on video. We'll see if we can get that to work out with uh, with him. Talk some free agency, Aaron Rodgers, stuff like that with him uh, to start the 4 o'clock hour. Excited to have him back on uh, again. Sounds like yeah. that might be a bit of a regular thing, so that'll be uh, that'll be really cool. He's He's... Put the playing days behind and is entering the uh, the media analyst game. So, we'll uh, we'll, we'll be here to help him. We'll have to get him sure. on. Yeah. Like, like he needs our help with anything at all. But, you know, either way. Yeah. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad. A little score update here in the NCAA tournament. Brandon Miller at halftime didn't have a point. And Alabama had a 20-point lead anyway. Texas A&M Corpus Christi has actually cut it down to... 16 in the early second half. 57-41 is the score there. Halftime, possibly another upset brewing. A 12-5 Charleston only down three to the five-seed San Diego State. Again, that game is at halftime. Maryland-West Virginia was fun. That was a fun basketball game. game. Really a game. Uh, Like four runs, right? Uh, West Virginia blitzed Maryland in the beginning, and then Maryland went on like a 19-2 yeah. to run, and then West Virginia went on a big run, and then Maryland went on a big run. 67-65, the final. Terps the winner over the Mountaineers. Furman, the 13 seed, the first upset of the weekend, and uh, the second game to finish ended 90% of, of the brackets. Only 10% remaining perfect brackets after Furman took down Virginia, 68-67, the final, a 13-4 upset. The SEC is on the board. They're 1-0. Missouri, uh, a rather comfortable win uh, over Utah State. A lot of people liked Utah State in that one. Uh, Missouri kind of ran right through them in the second half. 76-65, yeah. the final, but the game wasn't as close as that score might sound. No, no, Utah State just just couldn't hang with the perimeter offense there of Missouri. They were hitting a lot of threes, which is you know that's their game plan. That's what they want to do, and and they did it. That Charleston game, I think, was the top pick for twelve five. You know, every year there's a twelve five. I talk about it a lot, and uh, that's the one that I, I definitely had circled as soon as I saw the brackets, and I did take Charleston to win it in my bracket. Kansas dominated Howard. That game was a little squirrely early, a little uncomfortable there for Kansas. Bill Self still not coaching. He had an emergency heart procedure um, not long ago, and they were hoping he'd get back for this game. Could not coach in this game. We'll, we'll see about the next one. He expects to be back for the tournament, but during the Big 12 tournament, he had to get an emergency heart procedure. And um, hope he's okay. Apparently he That's is. Rough. I mean, he is trying to coach. So uh, tough guy uh, he is. Arizona Princeton uh, still early in that game. Arizona has an eighteen to sixteen lead. That's the two over the fifteen Princeton and Arkansas really just underway, holding a uh, six to two lead with sixteen seven to two lead now with uh, sixteen minutes to go in the first half. Auburn Iowa's coming up here in what thirty minutes. I believe. No, no, an uh, hour goodness. and thirty no. minutes. They're the late one. Yeah, yeah. Five. Well, no, yeah, two hours, two hours and nine minutes is what it says. Five fifty p.m. Central. Okay, I was just assuming that was East Coast, so I was subtracting the hour. No, no, five fifty. Yeah, there's there's the break here coming up as soon as these games end. That Princeton game is. I love it when it's interesting early. gives gives you the chance. 
That's right. I stand corrected. The SEC is one and one state lost. That that is true. Yes. The, I, yep. Yeah. The Tuesday count, despite what uh, I think it was Bubba on Twitter tried to say that state didn't make the tournament that those games don't count, but they do. They made it. We 100% count. They they do. It happened. We uh, we yeah. saw it. They they, they yeah. were there with our own eyes. We uh, we did. So yes, thank you for uh, for that correction. Is it possible, Hunter S, to get multiple SEC teams in the Final Four, or will they match up against each other before then? I've got yeah. to pull up the bracket to know for sure. You could you could get one from every bracket. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you could have four SEC teams if you, if you, if it somehow could happen. Let's see. I'm pulling up the. Now, I know Alabama and Auburn are in the same bracket. I know that, but. Alabama and Missouri are in the same bracket. Auburn's on the okay. other side uh, with Texas They're A&M. in the same regional, I guess is what I meant to say. Yep. They're in the same. They're both playing in Birmingham tonight. So you can get one out of the south and out of the midwest, two chances for each. In the east, there's Tennessee and Kentucky. And in the west, there is Arkansas. So, yes, you can have four SEC teams in the final four uh, if you want it's possible. It's not going to happen, but you know, it, it, it is certainly possible uh, for that to be the case. So it is spread out, nice and uh, nice and even. So there you go. Another message: Is this the day one of? The, if this is day one of the tournament, then the play-ins don't count. They do. Tuesday was the first day of the this tournament. Is not this is day just one the of first, the tournament. This is the first day of like all of the games. It's the this first is, day of the first, you know, games. This is not, the the, the plan games count. They count. There are logos on the floor. There are you know all of the the banner and the piping are happening. It's a, the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it is different. It, like it feels different yeah, on it, Tuesday we, versus but today. We were, but it is. We're what saying it is. that it, it's been going on since 2011. Like at this point, we should just be used to it. Yeah. Like this, that's how the NCAA tournament is now. They have these these games ahead of time. I did see something that made me laugh. It said, "Why is the final four the uh, the, la- the amount of teams remaining, but the first four is the number of games being played?" It's a good question. I don't have a. D- it's like, eh, I don't have make an any answer. sense. Yeah, I really don't have an answer. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. No, it uh, no, it does not. Uh, Charleston uh, has cut it down to one. By the way, that might be a fun game in the second half to uh, to keep up with. What yeah, I'll be keeping us, an eye on that. I've got the uh, I got the NCA March Madness Live uh, website up here, and I can it allows you just to, to scroll. Oh, I could set up a multi game. Well, I might want to do that then. I didn't know that. Tony, to answer your question, I don't think it's too late to join the group if you have submitted a bracket on ESPN. The bracket has to be done. As you say, if you have one that is completed and submitted, I do think you can join the group, uh, despite the tournament going on right now. I think you can. Uh, give it a shot and uh, and let me know. Mike says, just pulling into the garage on Vanderbilt's campus. Time to put basketball on pause for me. Enjoy your night tonight. Yeah, old Miss Vanderbilt, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But let's start with State's win last night over Louisiana in Biloxi. Uh, no Dolphins were harmed last night like they were on Tuesday night, apparently. Uh, because was that it was Hines, right, that hit the ball that probably yeah. landed in the Gulf of Mexico? Uh, well, I know it landed in the uh, in the, uh, the the parking garage across the street there. So I mean, he ball. destroyed that ball, yeah. But 4-2 to two win, yeah. uh, nice win for State last night. Yeah. 
And a game where you know, offensively they didn't have their best, but pitching-wise they were really, really good. Colby Holcomb had a really good start for them. That's a guy that State was hoping could deliver some stuff for them. They're a big right-hander, throws mid-90s, high-90s. They want to see some more out of him, so he gave them a good start. And then they got good relief, you know, good enough relief from, from Davis and Harden, two guys who have struggled this year. And then, as they have been doing all year, when it's time to finish the game, Nate Dome comes in and has just been unhittable. Through 18 pitches last night, 14 strikes. Uh, he's just been really, really good for the Bulldogs uh, throughout this uh, this <clears throat> this season early on, to the point where you know I'm wondering if they're ever going to find a way to bring him in the starting rotation. I think when Aaron Nixon finally comes back, they might look at that. But pitching was good last night. They found some clutch hitting, and they've won seven in a row. And Whatever you want to think about this team, you know, if you're if if you're somebody who's like I still don't know about this team, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But last year's team never won seven in a row at any point. They were not ever at any point this this playing this well. So they got a big series with Kentucky this weekend. If they can go up there and get that series, and I mean that would mean let's say they win the series, well, that means you've won nine out of ten. Chance to make it a ten out of eleven because you play Arkansas State. On uh, on Tuesday, State will actually play that game. They won't run and hide like a coward. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, but they have a chance to make it ten out of eleven if they can win this series with Kentucky. So it's I, I said this on the podcast. It's too early to say it's season defining, but it is a very big series for Mississippi State. Uh, yes, uh, yes, it is. Uh, you don't get many schedule breaks ever in the SEC. Kentucky's kind of one of them. And and so they can be, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, they're still an SEC team. I mean, they think they won 12, 13 games, which means they they win games. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're they're not just going to lay down. So cannot State shoot needs yourself to go up in there the and play good weekend. baseball, right? Which they haven't done lately. I mean, that that's the biggest story. What in these two midweek games, just one error, and, and that one came Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and going back to last week, you know, two weeks ago, four games, ten errors. I mean. You can't do that. Last week, four games, three errors. Okay, better. And all of it was in one game. It was the Sunday game that you still won. This week, two games, one error. We'll see what happens this weekend. Um, rotation is the same as last weekend. Uh, Jerangelo Sanjay on Friday. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Landon Gartman is back in that Saturday spot, that game two spot. And then on Sunday, it's Graham Eintema. I, I, I really do think that when Kate Smith comes back, which I would expect this. I expect it to be next week. You know, Lamonis told us on Monday, you know, that the guys are close, but with the weather being so cold up there, and why take may not want to take a risk. So, expect to see Kate Smith back, but Einzema gets that Sunday start. Give you a scoreboard update, March Madness, and talk about the Ole Miss game happening tonight when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Check the side. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. Scoreboard update for you. Alabama still in complete control in the second half over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. It's back to a 20-point lead. San Diego State stretched a bit of a lead as well over Charleston. Seven-point game with 15 to go in the second half. Arizona up eight 
over Princeton with four to go in the first half. Arkansas is a five-point lead with nine minutes elapsed in the first half of that game. You can't watch it right now, by the way. Some technical difficulties on TBS right now. And you can't watch the game. At least on the stream, anyway. Oh, well, I've switched over to Princeton, Arizona. Yeah, that's uh, that's just too bad. So that's your uh, active game scoreboard update. And Kyle, you're mm-hmm. welcome. He says, because of Borky, I know that I had Furman picked on one of my brackets. I had them going to the Sweet 16, actually. That's a homer pick. But that Virginia game Oof. was a bad matchup for Virginia, and that wasn't just a homer pick. There was some, some realism behind that. Listen to me for more. I'll, okay. I'll give you all kinds of picks. You guys will lose a lot of money, but this one, not so much. I'm a winner today. There you go. Speaking of winners today, SEC play begins in baseball. So it's not just Ole Miss and Vanderbilt. It used to be, right, where it was just kind of one uh, yeah. Thursday game. It, There's a lot a lot of Thursday-Friday series throughout the, the calendar this year for some reason. Yeah, Ole Miss has a bunch of home series that start on Thursday this year. It's a bit unfortunate yeah. for the you know the people in town. I think Alabama, Florida is the other series that begins tonight. I think it is. Mm-hmm. But Ole Miss, Vanderbilt in Nashville. You got Jack Doherty going tonight against Carter Holton. Holton's numbers are great. He's just one and zero, but has a two point two ERA, twenty five Ks to seven walks. Jack Doherty's two and one has a five point zero ERA, twenty one Ks to six walks. They need him to have a really good outing tonight. It, Here's breaking news. More at 11. Uh, this is why I get paid the big bucks. Ole Miss's starting pitcher has to be good tonight to win a baseball game in the SEC. Mind-blowing analysis right there. But it's, Would not have guessed that. No. But but it's especially important because he's had one really good start this year and has otherwise uh, not blown you away. And th- this team needs him to do two things. They need him to pitch well because, of course, they do. But they need him to extend a little bit. As we've talked about, bullpen depth is a bit of an issue for this team. You don't you don't love your options outside of a couple of guys at the moment after your starters. And one of your starters, I don't think you can be real confident in right now today anyway. So um, Doherty's got to pitch and, and pitch well tonight. And we'll see what that offense can do with the I mean, having four guys that are at or above 400 basically is really, really good. But what's that going to look like in conference play? And um, we're going to learn a lot about Ole Miss starting tonight. And and they need Doherty to be good because if he's not and they got to go to the pen quickly, it's going to set them up for a pretty long weekend. At least it should. You always want that Friday night guy. Doesn't matter who you are to get to the fifth to the sixth inning. Anytime your Friday night guy is getting chased in the first or second, I mean you you have the probability of you losing the series is just high because in the SEC nobody really has the pitching depth to get through a bullpen game on Friday and then still come back strong Saturday Sunday. Hunter asks what game will be on television tonight. I believe Ole Miss Vanderbilt is on ESPNU. Let me check for you. Yes, it is. Uh, starting at 6. So right after we get off the air, uh, Ole Miss Vandy will be on ESPNU. So that would mean the other game should be SEC Network. I think right? so. The Alabama game? Yeah. You would think, yeah. So uh, I'll watch baseball because I have to, but uh, I'm not going to two-screen baseball because it's the Thursday of 
of March Madness. Oh, now we got technical difficulties with the Princeton game. What's going serious? on here? Come on, CBS. I do Come want... On. It, no, 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 that's back. It's back. It's back. Their tech is really impressive with the yeah. tournament. The fact that I can go to their website and I can just click on a tab and on the right side they have all of the games that are active and up to four different games you can just click on the game and it will play at the same time. So you can have two games up on their website, three games or four games. You don't have to log in on anything. You don't have to pay for anything. You you uh, It's a one-stop shop where you pull up the website and just click on the games you want and you can watch them all at the same time on one browser. It's impressive. It really is that CBS it's is... a good setup. Yeah. I mean, and you don't have to pay for it. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. So shout out CBS for... Uh, the the work productivity right now is at an all time low around the country. Absolutely. So KJ Wright's going to join us next. We'll quick transition to a little NFL talk, and then when he's done, we're going to have a little bit of fun with March Madness. I sat down today and thought about my favorite sports days of the year. Asked Hayden had to do the same. We want you guys to do the same as well. Rank your favorite sports days of the year, and where does this one fall? We'll do that after we talk to former Mississippi State and Seahawks legend K.J. Wright about uh, free agency and Aaron Rodgers and a bunch of NFL stuff when we come back in the Pearl River Resort studio. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi. Won't waste any time. Four o'clock hour. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. A name you know all too well. Former Mississippi State and Seahawks legend K.J. Wright joins us. We were going to talk about... NFL free agency, but you guys were reminiscing on your state day, so I'm just going to kind of back away for a second and let you guys continue that for the audience if you want. We were just talking about some of his glory days uh, in that 2010 season and Dan Mullen's uh, second year, top 15 finish. I always think about the SEC West Mm -hmm. that year, KJ, that you guys lost four games. All four teams were ranked in the top 12, and you guys finished 15th. I mean, you talk about the best division yep. in college football. That, that might, had the national champions, Auburn. I think Alabama might have been the most talented team in the country. And then both LSU mm-hmm. and, all, and Arkansas won 10 games that year. You have a very good memory to, to remember that. Yeah, it's, it's, and, that's uh, why they hired that's me. Pretty, yeah. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> that's my deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were, we were good. My last year, we were 8-4, and four, played Michigan in the, in the bowl game. And um, blew blew those guys out. So we had a phenomenal squad. Had Fletcher Cox was on that team, uh, Jonathan Banks, Booby Dixon, you know, guys like that were there. And so we had a really good run. And what I love most about state is how we go to the NFL and we are just as successful as we were in college. And so if you want to be successful in the NFL, parents, kids, send your send your send your guys to Mississippi State. They'll they'll have a phenomenal NFL career. 
I will clip that. I'll send it to Zach Arnett, and we'll, we'll they'll make a recruiting commercial out of that. One <laughs> yeah, no problem. Do that. Yeah, and so and I'll be at Super Bulldog weekend this year. I haven't been in my entire NFL career, and so I'm going down this year to meet meet Coach Arnett and just see some really good football. You'll like him because being a defensive guy as you are, he is a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. He, when you meet him, you're going to be like, okay, I get it, I get it. This this guy yeah. is great defense. Yeah. I can see it through the TV screen. Like this guy is legit. I just love his energy. I love his passion. The way he game plans. I could tell that in the very near future, this guy is going to continue to climb on the ladder. And so I'm glad he's at Mississippi State. So you mentioned a couple of your former teammates, by the way. Uh, it seems like they're both uh, sticking around in Philly, d- despite getting the opportunity to look elsewhere on team friendly deals uh, as well. Uh, so. Uh, from your experience, what goes into that? And because you see some guys do the opposite, mm-hmm. understandably so, of course, get your money when you can get it. Uh, why do you think those two specifically chose to take mm-hmm. what 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 is less money than what they could have gotten on the free market to stay where they're at? Right. There, there's nothing like a peace of mind. There's nothing like being happy and just having your same routine, right? I played in Seattle for 10 years. And um, it was just a phenomenal organization. When you walk into that building, you feel the love. It's ran properly. When you travel, you're in the nicest hotels. You're in the nice planes. Every organization is not like that. And so I completely get it with Fletcher Cox. I've been here my entire career. I'm going on year 11. Why else would I leave? I have all the money in the bank. Let me just stay here. Be happy. I know the coaches. We're going to be a really good football team. Let me see if I can just add another Super Bowl to my resume. That's why I'm a great decision about both those guys. As soon as I saw that Slay was potentially going to get cut, I hit up my people here in Seattle. I said, let's get this dude in the building. But um, he's going back to Philly. I'm happy for him. And so those guys are going to try to get another Super Bowl run. Yeah. Take us through, you know, you obviously as a high school player, you get recruited. But then as a pro, you can get recruited again, you know, when, when you're a free agent. What's what's it like being on a free agent recruiting trip? I'm going to be completely honest with you. Both of my free agent journeys were, there was something to forget. For me, my last year, I didn't get my phone called until training camp. They didn't, I, when I tell you, I did not get my phone called until training camp. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I have my best year. I know I'm old, but I could still play some really good football. And so for me personally, I didn't get the luxury of just having all these teams offer me contracts and, hey, come in on a visit. The Las Vegas Raiders called me in the middle of training camp and said, hey, we see you're a free agent. Come here on a visit. I said, yeah, let, when? I'm ready to go today. And so, um, so I didn't get that luxury of just having teams just roll out the red carpet for me to come sign to their teams. So far, you know, free agency this year, there hasn't been like that signing that makes you go, wow, you know, that, that I can't believe that guy has mm-hmm. switched teams. There have been some that, that have made some impact locally, obviously, here. A lot of Saints fans talking about Derek Carr, guy you would have been teammates with there for a year. What do you think about his move to New Orleans? Right, played with Derek Carr my last year. Just uh, first off, phenomenal guy, phenomenal teammate. He's going to come in that locker room, and the guys are just going to naturally gravitate to Derek Carr. But when I look at the football player Derek Carr, my question to the organization, to the fan base is, how many more wins will Derek Carr give you than what Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston did um, just this past year? I mean, he's a phenomenal talent, has a cannon for an arm. When you look at his entire body of work, he just simply hasn't won enough football games, right? Only played in one playoff game, didn't win that one. 
and just um, you saw what happened last year with the turnovers, with the bad decision makings. If he could, if he could tap into just protect the football, I'm going to make really good, smart decisions and not put my team in a position to lose a football game. Derek Carr will be phenomenal, and so I'm looking for him to take that next step as far as growth when it comes to decision making. And once he does that. The sky's the limit for that offense. K.J. Wright joining us right now on the Farm Bureau guest line. Uh, another quarterback that, uh, I mean, a ton of quarterback movement, but one in particular that everybody was watching from the darkness retreat to <laughs> everything else that came with that. What, what was your take about or, or on Aaron Rodgers and how he, not necessarily the decision, we'll get your take on that in a second, but how he approached this decision, which really isn't in his hands because they have to trade him, but it kind of is in his hand. What, what, what's your take on all this? I'm, I'm sick of him. I, I can't be any more transparent. I'm literally sick of this guy. And like when I look at it, when I look at any team that's bringing Aaron Rodgers in, he's not going to come to OTAs. He's not going to invest in the young guys. He's going to be a headache. When he comes into the, when he comes, I'm just looking like you are so phenomenal. You're such a great guy, but so much baggage comes with this guy. So much baggage come with this guy. And, um, from the vaccinated immunized eyes, um, going on the darkness retreat, mushroom, just all this mess with Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, bro, let's just play football and let's just be great. And so I just look at the Jets and I, I played with coach Robert Sala. He was my linebackers coach. And um, he has built a really good team, young guys, drafted well, did great in free agency. If you bring in Rodgers onto your football team, just know that what you have built could potentially crumble. And I personally do believe it'll crumble. This guy, when I just look at football players, guys that love ball, guys that are completely invested, and Rodgers doesn't have that look. And so um, it's pretty... It's pretty draining to see all this stuff that he does off the field. Let's just play ball. And it is a young team, as you mentioned. I mean, they just signed Lazard, which, which helps, uh, I'm sure. But it, it is a really young football team. And in your mind, you think veteran guy, young team, match made in heaven. Bringing C.J. McCollum into New Orleans. I know it's a basketball reference. Great thing. Veteran guy, a very well-respected veteran guy. But it, it feels like it's kind of a different vibe with Rodgers. He's a veteran in age, but maybe not necessarily in leadership, right? <laughs> When you bring a guy in to your franchise that's a vet, especially at his age, you want to bring a guy in that's going to bring the young guys along. You want to bring a guy in, hey, this is how I am. I'm going to come in early. I'm going to leave late. I'm going to show up to OTAs. I'm going to I'm going to invest in my wide receivers. If they mess up on the football field, I'm just going to throw my hands up there and point the finger like catch the dang ball. I'm going to go up to you man to man and like, hey, let's do this better. Let's get this right. I'm going to get the ball to you next time. We're going to be good. That's what I want if I'm a general manager when I'm bringing a quarterback of that stature to my football team. And that's not what you're going to get with Aaron Rodgers. And so he has a cannon for an arm. He uh, can still play at a very high level. But it's the small details that goes a long way in the football season, right? I've played in more Super Bowls than Aaron Rodgers has. Hmm. I know what great leadership looks like. I know what great culture looks like. And so when you're this talented and you've only been to one Super Bowl, that's, that's, that's pretty embarrassing. Where's Lamar Jackson going to play next year or this year? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would love it as a fan to see him go to the Atlanta Falcons. That makes the most sense to me. They don't have a quarterback. You know, you just know. Not we're, we're a pair of Saints fans here. We're both Saints fans. Don't, no, no, no. We're not oh. letting that happen. <laughs> okay. I don't want I that. From a, from, a, from, a, from a Seahawks fan, I would love to see him 
just go play the Falcons. It just makes complete sense. They have the the running backs. They have number one receiver in Drake London. You have Kyle Pitts, your, your star tight end. They have the salary cap. Go make it happen. And you hear this stuff about collusion. Are they colluding against Lamar Jackson? Are they ganging up against him? From a player standpoint, in his mind, if the, if guaranteed contracts exist, then I want a guaranteed contract. Period. From a general manager's owner standpoint, they said the Cleveland Browns are idiots. We are not going to do what they just did. So Lamar, we love you. You are worth a lot of money, but every penny guaranteed, we simply cannot do that. And I get it from both sides, right? And so um, he is going to be somewhere. It's just a matter of who's willing to bend first. He's looking like he's not budging. These owners are looking like they're not budging as well. KJ, time is uh, too short. We appreciate you coming on again and, and hope we can continue to do this in the future, man. This is uh, really good stuff, and we appreciate yeah. you. And uh, have fun with this guy at Super Bulldog Weekend if you see him. I'll be there. Hit me up. Hail State. Yeah. <laughs> KJ Wright joining us. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got about 20 seconds. Oh, no, I'll just say I'll be there. I'll be at Super Bulldog Weekend meet, to meet the fellas and meet the coach. I can't wait to get down there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, KJ. We appreciate you. No doubt. Thank you, guys. Uh, KJ joined us on the Farm Bureau Guest Line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. We'll be right back. Thank you, guys. Man, thank you. Brace yourself. Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices on Super Talk Mississippi. Something to keep an eye on. Halftime. The two-seed Arizona leads the 15-seed Princeton by a single point at halftime. Princeton knows a thing or two about pulling off those big upsets. That's They've in, done that before. They have, and that's in Sacramento for whatever that may be worth mm-hmm. to you. Uh, but, yeah, just keep keep an eye on that one. There's something possibly brewing there in California. Princeton only down one at the half. Other scores, Arkansas has a 10-point lead with just uh, 30 seconds to go in the first half over Illinois. Alabama is about to seal a 20-point victory over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And San Diego State has a six-point lead over Charleston with five minutes to go in that game. We'll get to a few of your messages before we do the sports weekend thing. Kelso in Ocean Springs, our resident Commanders fan, wants to know, hey, Dad, what the deal with Cam Dantzler is. Apparently his team just claimed him off of waivers. Why do you think he hasn't panned out so far? I mean, I don't know the answer to that. Just, he hasn't been as you know maybe as good as, as you thought he was. I mean, he has had some good moments up there in Minnesota, but hasn't been able to put it together and have a, a great season yet. Somebody says KJ hates quarterbacks with a bunch of ha-has. Yeah, he does. <laughs> it's ingrained well, thank in KJ his for giving soul. us that. We we just got a viral moment though. We we're going we're we're going to get some engagement tomorrow on that comment about Aaron Rodgers for sure. Yeah, yeah, we are. Trey says uh, KJ sounds like a coach in the making. Uh, it sounds like he's going to he's choosing the media route though, and he's built for that too. As as you heard, I mean he's he's yeah ready for either one. Dan says, I love his take on Rodgers, especially when he makes the point that he's been to more Super Bowls than Rodgers has. 
It is pretty telling. I know Marino never won one, but a a guy like Rodgers with that ability only going to one Super Bowl says a lot about Rodgers and not as much about Green Bay as we're learning. Yeah. I mean, Breeze is the same, right? Only one, but he he got the win too. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is there. Let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers is a heck of a lot more talented than Drew Breeze. In, in terms of raw talent, pure ability to throw the football and arm strength and accuracy, what? and uh, yes, what did you say? Oh, it's true. But I know, yes, but 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 Breeze had he he was a culture can't center. Coach Hart, though, no, you can't. What Jimmy McGinty, right? As, the as KJ was just saying there, miles and yeah. miles of heart. Exactly. I shouldn't hit my chest like that. I might defib. Longest halftime ever, by the way. I mean, uh, Shane Falco's oh, drinking God. beer on his boat, and uh, he's able to had take time the field to get there, yeah. the second half. <laughs> yeah, they had they had a special. That was homecoming. They had a few extra minutes. <laughs> oh man, six year one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. Okay, a lot of people say that this weekend or today is the best sports day of the year. Is it, in your opinion, if you had to rank, say a top five? What would your top five sports days of the year be? Oh, gosh. It's definitely in the top five. It's not going to be number one for me because there's no football. Football has to be included, right? So, like, I I don't know what day it's going to be, but there will be a day in October where you have two or three outstanding college football matchups on top of the regular great schedule of college football. You probably have playoff baseball. And the NBA will be going on, have just gotten started up. For a guy like me, the Premier League is going on. I mean, you got like four sports, two of which will have high state games on that day. That I don't know what Saturday that's going to be this year, but late October, early November, that Saturday will come. So that's probably going to be number one. This this is you know, probably second. Master Sunday is fun, but it's like that's the only thing happening that day. Maybe some college baseball. That's it, right? Right. So, I mean, there's just not there's just not enough going on on that day. But this is this is definitely like I said, it's, it's no worse than 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 third. I ranked my top five, and it's malleable. I, I'm I'm not married to this, but I think this is where I fall. Number one, the opening Saturday of college football. I know there's better weekends in college football, but there's something about the first one, the first Saturday after months and months of waiting. And talking about it and waiting and talking about it and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and boom, it's here. And there's football games all over your television. That is my favorite sports day of the year, the first Saturday of college football. My number two is Masters Sunday. Second favorite sports day of the year. You put the stream on at like 745 and then it switches to regular coverage when the final group is like on six or seven, which... Doesn't make any sense to me, by the way, why you have to stream the final group online and it's not broadcasted. Doesn't make sense. Eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Master Sunday's number two. Today, the first Thursday slash Friday of the NCAA tournaments, my number three. Number four, wild card weekend in the NFL, which sounds weird because, like, I was going to say, Either wild card or divisional weekend yeah. are, are really, really good. When, when you've got six NFL playoff games and, and the quality of play, it, it just it's unmatched to me. And then number five, rivalry Saturday in college football. 
Yeah. That's my top five, I think. That's a good one. The last, the last regular season weekend. That's a good one. Thanksgiving Day is good. You get three NFL games. Yeah. You get the Egg Bowl. I like that. Oh, oh that's got to be a goaltend. Yeah. Tied it up. Has College of Charleston. Three, three and a half to go. Wow, that game changed quickly. Yeah. Little, I think this is an 8-0 run for Charleston. Oh, he pinned it on the backboard. That's definitely a goaltend. Come on. Wow, 2.43 to go, tied at 53. College of Charleston. You're a full, you said 2.43? Yes. You're a full 35 seconds ahead. Are you serious? Let me refresh this feed. Why is this taking so long? This is ridiculous. I want to see this basketball game while I'm live on the radio. It's just ridiculous. Oh, man, and now it crashed. Oh, this is terrible. I want to see the end of this game. shouldn't have done it. Shouldn't have done it. Oh, man. See, they think tomorrow you can watch all the games you want because we'll be live at the uh, sports book at Timeout Lounge right. at uh, the Golden Moon. And we we are going to be rolling in, in March. By the way, you realize if State had won, the second half of the game and the first hour of the show would have overlapped. Oh, that would have been so cool. I was going to tell Houston and be like, you need to set up Hey Dad Cam in one of the seats. Yes. Because I'm not sitting over there with those two. I got I got to be in my own little zone. But with a headset on, just, I mean, those cords are just long. It, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, everything, everything's set up. Like I, I, I'm here and I can hear y'all, and I, I might chime in. But it just says Hey Dad Cam on the bottom because I'm not sitting with you. Man, until that game is. Oh, that would have been. Ah, great. we missed out on it. Yeah. So how far uh, behind you am I? I've got 237, and they're just now coming out of a timeout. I'm still in the timeout. Oh, so I'm ahead of I'm you I'm still now. watching Wally. It's a race. Yeah, you were ahead of me before. You were ahead of me before. I said you were 35 seconds ahead of me. Good. You said 243, and I was right. at like 317 okay. when you said that. Oh, I, I had, uh, in my yeah. dumb head, I thought, uh, anyway. Yeah, they've just come back you. from the timeout now. Yeah, so tie ball game. This is great. If we get a 13-4 and a 12-5 in the same bracket, by the way, Charleston and Furman would play each other in the next round if that happened. I remember that happening before. Ole Miss fans won't want to talk about it, though, because that's what happened with Valpo. Uh, The 13 seed beat – I forget who the 13 seed was, but they they beat TCU, or maybe TCU was the 13 seed. I don't remember. But so Ole Miss fans were like, oh, we we got a path here to the Sweet 16, and then Valpo beats them. The same thing happened with their LaSalle loss, right? They would have had, a, I think, a 12 to to go to the Sweet Maybe 16. Maybe so. I, I, think, I think that's, that's how right. that worked. Yeah. This is uh, what a great day. Some of your messages, my list and Borky's, are basically the same. Thanksgiving on my list because both my teams play. That's Hunter and Columbus, a Cowboys fan. JP that's says, today, thing. tomorrow's is number one and two. Number three is opening day, winner's bracket day of the NCAA Baseball Regionals. And uh, number five. That's a fun day. That's three and four. Number five is the divisional round. Number 5A is Saints giving some great memories over the end of the Peyton Breeze era and color rush threads. Yeah, like uh, Shy Tuttle stiff-arming Matt Ryan (laughs) into the dirt. I remember us playing the German broadcast after that. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. That's a good one, yeah. I, like I said, I, I I don't know what weekend it'll be for college football this year. I could probably look at the schedule and tell you whatever weekend. You probably got like LSU-Alabama, so maybe the weekend after, because that'll probably be right where the World Series starts. I mean, that that's a great weekend. Yeah. 
Somebody says, I'm in y'all's tourney group, and I actually have that 12-13 matchup. Same here. Same here. Kelso, I did not go to Furman, uh, but but I grew up going to Furman games. So my dad took me to my first Furman game when I was in first grade. And uh, I went to Furman games, as many as we could, all the way up until I graduated high school and then moved here to uh, to Mississippi. So I saw many a game at Paladin Stadium and then in Timmins Arena. And, yeah, so I've just I've held on to that because that was my introduction to college sports was, of all things, it was Furman. Not, you know, Ole Miss or Mississippi State or Clemson or South Carolina. It was um, Bobby Johnson's Furman Paladins before he took the Vanderbilt job. And, yeah, anyway. 601-879-4395. More of your messages when we come back. A lot of good stuff on the text line today. We'll get to as many as we can when we come back. Started today. Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Coming down to the wire with College of Charleston and San Diego State. By the way, College of Charleston's uniforms across the chest in script just say the college. That's what they say. I wish it just said college and they did it in the font from uh, Animal House. Yeah, that would be way better. College. Yeah. Nice little baseball program they have, too, at uh, College of Charleston. Yeah. They've um, been competitive and good there yeah. for uh, a little while. Yeah. 54 seconds left in that one. San Diego State with the ball and a three-point lead. Michael in Starkville, I've got some news for you. He said, no way today could ever be the best day. It's Thursday and nothing much happening, unlike opening day of college football. Michael, I would encourage you to, to get to a television because... Uh, March Madness is today. Like, the NCAA tournament is going on right now. Like, as we speak. So, check it out. I would would encourage you to do so. I'm just kidding, of course. I understand what you mean. Some people don't uh, like this as much as we do, I guess. But, hey, that's locked in on this. Does he miss that shot? He does. He airballed it. No, they called a foul. What? No. Okay, yeah, you're behind me again. You're behind me again. That was a terrible foul. With 25 seconds left, San Diego State airballed a three, but they called a foul on the shot. Uh, it's a good call. It's a good call. It's very stupid on uh, the Charleston players' fault, but yep, got him right across the arm and the feet as well for uh, for good measure. Yeah, that's a, so that's ahead a of shame. You yeah, ten seconds left. They're up four. How is that not a travel? Get in. Uh, that's it. Ball game? Okay, That's so... It. Uh, there's, yeah, yeah. San Diego State going to hold on. That's, uh, I mean, you you get a low percentage right. shot and you you foul him after the ball leaves his hand. What? Oh, that's a shame. A, a disappointing end to what could have been uh, an otherwise awesome game. That's a shame. What are you yeah. doing, man? Yeah. What a mistake. That's going to hurt some... It hurts my bracket. I had Charleston winning that game. I had Furman winning the next one, so uh, there, there's still a, still a chance there. 
That one can go away. Uh, Arizona now opening up uh, a nine-point lead in the second half against Princeton. Yeah, switch to that. Illinois and Arkansas are, oh, Princeton just hit a three. Maybe yeah, maybe they can make this a little interesting. And Illinois and Arkansas, Arkansas has a ten-point lead. It is still halftime there in that one. Uh, Aaron in Madison says, that's why this day is the best day for sports, because of the upsets. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, baseball, it happens sometimes, but... Not like this. And in football, even when you get like the App State Michigan, it doesn't have the implications that this one does. A Furman cannot beat a Virginia in the playoffs in football. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen like that in professional sports, obviously, because there's no imbalance. With college baseball, yeah, you might get an upset on that first day, but they're still, they're not out of the uh, tournament at that point. You know, it's just, you got got other games to play. Like this is. Everybody, you have to win. It is it is the ultimate survive in advance. Here's one. How could I'm also y'all watching for... soccer, just for the record, too. I've got that going, too. Look so. at you. Watching Richard's beloved cannons. They're in trouble right now. Get one message. How could y'all forget maybe the best is New Year's Day, as it was with the best college teams playing in the best bowl games. Most times with the national championship being decided on that day, throwing the Rose Bowl parade, and that seals it. I mean, I, like I said, New Year's Day has kind of lost some luster because of the, the, the way it's it's set up now. But yeah, back in the day, New Year's Day was the best. I mean, when you were talking about, you woke up to the uh, the Cotton Bowl, you had the 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 you know you had the the Fiesta Bowl, you had the uh, the Rose Bowl, and then the evening you had the Orange Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Those were great great times. Yes, they were. And, and when they actually get it right and put the playoff games on New Year's Day, that's still a great day of college football. It's just sometimes they yeah, screw it up and put it on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Although, one of the greatest college football things that has happened in, in recent history, I won't say of all time, but Ohio State literally kicking what would have been a game-winning field goal in the college football playoff as the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve is a pretty cool thing that just happened this past That's cool. Year. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But no doubt. No people, doubt. People were watching Carson Daly or whoever does the I wasn't. Me either. Brian Haydad wasn't. Well, and they took the fun out of those too. Didn't CNN like ban Don Lemon from drinking alcohol on air because he got so drunk over the years that he embarrassed himself to the point where they had to make him stop drinking? We need to have a show like that one time. Let's just let Richard get tanked and see what he says. Just see what happens. Uh, speaking of, just Richard, feed him the vino. Uh, somebody says, "Old soft hands McGee's bracket ain't great." I haven't looked at Richard's. I haven't looked at mine, but. I know. I mean, I just know mine. I had Charleston and I had Virginia, so I've only got one game right. My, by the way, you've heard me talk about my wife's bracket before, the one her company does. Yeah. You know, where it's like if you, if you have a perfect bracket, if you have a perfect bracket all the way through, if you don't miss a single game, the prize was a million dollars a year for the rest of your life. Uh, and then it was just like whoever had the final perfect bracket won like a hundred thousand dollars or something. It was just some ridiculous prize. The company, her company she works for, is owned by Berkshire Hathaway, so they got oh. the money. Yeah. So they didn't do it this year. No bracket. Thanks, Biden. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm blaming him. Inflation. I've been trying to stay off the blame Biden train, but now he's gone too far. 
the best part about that thing, I, 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 it's something is, you know, the owner is obviously Warren Buffett, who went to Creighton. So I think they had another thing in there, like if Creighton won the national title and you picked them to win the national title, he would throw like an extra million dollars into you or something for having faith in his alma mater. Bert says, hey, Borking, congrats right. on your team. I was screaming at my desk. Yeah, why not? We're going to hear it again. Here's Kevin Harlan on the call because this is just awesome. The second game of the day, the 13 seed beating the 4 seed Furman over Virginia, and it ruined 90% of all brackets filled out. And this is what it sounded like again, the great Kevin Harlan on the call. Playing with four guards and the four guards out there, along with Cedric, are the best free throw shooters. Clark in a straight jacket. Oh, he didn't need to do that. He threw it away. Hing, Padise. Timeout, Virginia. Did we just see what we think we just saw? Just a remarkably stupid play for Virginia, though. I mean, they've got a two-point lead and a timeout. You get trapped on your own baseline, and you just heave the ball up to midcourt to nobody. Just terrible decision there in that moment, and it cost them, obviously. A couple of things real quick. Uh, Gene Steratore says no foul on on the College of Charleston play. I agree. I don't think he got him. I don't think he got him. I think this, the camera angle makes it look like he did. I don't think he got him. That also, game. some Mississippi news. Uh, the Colts have agreed to terms with Gardner Minshew. Oh, cool. Good for him. So Indy's a team that's going to draft a rookie quarterback. That's right. There's a chance there for Minshew to early on get some time. I assume, unless the Eagles like were moving on from him, that's why he would make that decision, right? Is it a chance for early playing time? If the rookie's not ready. Yeah. I think so, yeah. He and Will Levis, I feel like he and Levis would get along. They seem to have similar personalities. I agree. I I definitely agree with that. But, yeah, like I I just feel like that's uh, that's just a smart move. Just a smart move to to have a veteran, a guy you can feel can start in case, you know, whoever you get there, I think they have the third pick, you know, isn't, isn't ready to go. And, I mean, if Bryce Young and, and C.J. Stroud go 1-2, then, yeah, whoever you get at the third pick is not going to be ready to go. Levis or Richardson, uh, you can't start them day one. Jeff in Oxford says, you, I have all these recording. You're ruining it for me. He says, just kidding. I don't think I've ever recorded a basketball game. Social media ruined the fine art of DVR. Yeah, you can't do it anymore. It's just not possible. I mean, even if you're not on social media, like you get a push notification on your phone. If I wanted to record a game and wait till I got home, ESPN and the Athletic and CBS is like, "Hey, did you see the game? Here's what happened." It's like, well, I, I, I didn't see it yet. I would like to, but thank you for ruining it for me. Can't get away from it. Yeah, you can't do it anymore. The, you just can't, but it sucks. I, I used to enjoy, like, if I day out where I'd have to work and you get to come home and, like, I've got two football games recorded and I'm going to watch two whole football games in basically two and a half hours. It's going to be great, but now you can't do that nope. anymore. And, I mean, things like the Miracle on Ice that was on tape delay, but nobody knew what happened. And they, it was as if it happened live because nobody knew what yeah. happened. I, I've got a friend whose dad swears that that was aired live. Like he cannot be convinced that it that it 
was delayed. But anyway, can't can't do that anymore. More of your messages when we come back. 6018794395. I'm Borky, he's Haydad in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Here's more Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Coming up here in about 10 minutes from right now, the college football fix. The Athletic posted something about the possibility of certain quarterbacks currently locked up in a competition hitting the transfer portal, and there's a local flavor to that. So we'll talk about that for the college football fix. There was a column written in USA Today that, in part, has some truth to it. It is everybody's least favorite columnist that said some things that are true, but also some things that I find incredibly bothersome and stereotypical and it is a direct reflection of the media's view on the South versus what reality actually is. So we'll talk about that. It, it's in a sports context, I promise. But we'll talk about that. Also, I my, my audio is about to cut out. No, like, oh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, it's it's a Walken column, and spoiler alert: he <laughs> says that the SEC is the only conference that makes morally improper decisions which is an interesting take considering what we've seen over the Big Ten for decades now. So we'll talk about that uh, coming up later. More of your text, though. Lee in Stark Vegas says greatest days have to include college football or football playoffs. I like Master Sunday better I than, agree. than any NFL or college football playoff, though. Maybe that's a me. I can't problem. agree. It's, it's got to have football. I mean, got to have it. Jeff in Hattiesburg's got two TVs in the living room right now. Set up a laptop, and you're really cooking, my friend. There you go. Another message. Give me a late October Saturday evening with a cool front college football and a World Series game called by John Smoltz. There it is. I don't know about Smoltz, but yeah. <laughs> All right, hey, Dad, here's here's a tee for you. I'll put the ball on it. So if Mississippi State lost their play-in game, did they actually make the tournament? Yes. we got to stop with this discussion. Yes. If your name is announced on Selection Sunday, you're in the NCAA tournament. If you're playing a game that you have to win to advance, to continue on the path to a national title, you are in the NCAA tournament. End of story. I don't think it's arguable. but It isn't. But that's just uh, that's just us, maybe. According to the text line, it, it, that might just be us. With yeah, uh, well, and you know where those you know where those questions are coming from. They're coming from. Oh, I know. I got a great retort. I got a great retort. If anybody wants to go down that road with me, uh, a couple of other sports days to consider: Kentucky Derby Day, Indy Five Hundred, and the Open Championship Sunday. That's another really good one. You wake up 
like get your coffee before the sun rises and you've got championship golf on a legendary course that's on your a, TV, that's a good day. That's a fall. That's in fall, right? That's it's later. So they got football. It, on that it's day too, not. Right? No, it is not in the fall. You had that weird COVID calendar thing that screwed a bunch of stuff okay. up. That no, that is. Uh, I just can't get behind this. Uh, the idea of. It being the best sports day when there's only one major thing happening. I mean, I gotta have something else. That makes sense. I hear you. We've gotten a bunch of FUs standing for Furman University. The good kind. The good kind. They're not directed at us. Yeah. No. The uh, the good kind. Dan in Hattiesburg. See that this is that also why you can't be on Twitter when Hey Dad's at a Mississippi State game. He says, I hate trying to watch the end of a game that's buffering, and then my app jumps in and tells me what the final score is. Just like, hey, Dad, if you're, if you're trying to watch state baseball and hey, Dad's there, he's telling you what happens a minute before it actually happens. First world problems. My favorite guy is this guy tweeted at me. He's like, I'm winning money off my father-in-law telling him what's going to happen before it happens. He has no idea that I'm reading your Twitter feed. It's like, yes, take that money. A follow-up question. Punish the olds. Then why is it called a play-in game? Because it's not called a play-in game. They, they don't call yeah, it that. Fans call that, it that. That's not what that's they call that, it. Yeah, that's not what the NCAA calls it. They call it the first round of the NCAA tournament. This Princeton Arizona game is remaining interesting. So you got two games going right now. Illinois uh, gone on a bit of a well, run here in the three? second half. They've cut it to three. Princeton. Uh, down 51-48 with six minutes to go. Could we see a 4-13 and a 2-15 upset on the same right. day in the early window? And Illinois has gotten back into the game with Arkansas. They're only down five now. Down five. So uh, a couple of intriguing games going on right now in the NCAA tournament. But next we'll talk trans- – well, not transfer quarterbacks, but according to the Athletic, the possibility – of seeing some of these guys, these high-profile recruits and high-profile current quarterbacks and the possibility of them hitting the portal. I've got a question about the inclusion of Ole Miss that we'll get to. Oh, there's your teaser. Ole Miss is included. We'll talk about the quarterback battle and the athletics implication that one of these two guys is going to hit the portal after spring. Other SEC battles as well when we come back. I'm Borky. He's Hey Dad. In the Pearl River Resort Studio, you want to text the show? We'd love to have you on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. KJ Wright joined us earlier, by the way, on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. We'll talk transfer quarterbacks when we come back. Exciting news. Brace yourself. More Sports Talk Mississippi. Now. Now. Down to the wires, we start this 5 o'clock hour. I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad on Sports Talk Mississippi. 
Somebody asked if Richard was dead. He's not dead. He just, you know, isn't in here. He'll be back tomorrow. Magically, when we get to go to the sports book at Timeout Lounge, it just it just worked out that way. Doing. It, uh, you know, had no idea that this remote was happening tomorrow, where we get to sit and watch March Madness from a sports book in a really awesome setup, and they bring us food and whatever we want. No, it just happened completely and totally on accident. Just had no idea that that was happening. One of the best days of the yeah. year at one of the best places you can enjoy that best place of the year. Just total happenstance. Yeah, no, he was on vacation with his family. He'll be back tomorrow. And we'll have baseball to talk about, both a reaction and a preview of SEC baseball tomorrow. A whole lot of basketball between uh, now and then as well. But for now, it's time to get the college football fix. Here from my Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. When you're not watching basketball, when you get one of those breaks, when one, the early window stops for the late window, you got like 45 minutes or so. When basketball isn't happening, go to your local Mississippi Ford dealer, test drive an F-150. It's been the best-selling truck in America for almost five decades. The Athletic wrote a story. Hey, Dad sent this to me yesterday. And here's the premise. It says backup quarterbacks aren't waiting to become graduate transfers anymore. If they lose the spring battle, the transfer portal reopening could lead to another flurry of moves. Max Olson looks at eight pivotal battles that could shape the summer market. We'll start with why we're bringing this to you. I mean, it's interesting nonetheless, but there is a, a, a local flavor, and that is Old Miss. Of course, you have Jackson Dart returning as the incumbent starter, Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard coming in from the transfer portal. Here's a couple of... We'll get Haydad's take and yours on the text line as well. 601-879-4395. A couple of things I would push back on, including Ole Miss on this. Number one, at some point during these spring, winter, whatever workouts... Uh, Spencer Sanders aggravated an ex- existing shoulder injury. I heard independently that that happened. I-, I couldn't get much more detail than that other than he's working out, but not throwing much was what I was told. Other outlets reported something stronger, saying that, hey, he's not throwing right now. May or may not be throwing by spring practice. I have no idea what's true. I know that in the pictures that they release, he's wearing the non-contact jersey, but he's also doing workouts. So I'm a bit confused, honestly. If he's able to work out and lift weights and do all that, how is it being reported that he is not throwing a football? Those things don't... I'm not a doctor. A doctor could help me out. Those things don't seem to to jive. So number one, if he hasn't been throwing all winter slash early spring... He's not beating out Jackson Dart during spring practice, even if he is practicing. This is not happening. Number two, Lane Kiffin will not name a starter after spring practice. He will not say, unless the entire team, unless it's so glaringly obvious, it won't be. But he's not naming a starter after spring. So unless it's just glaringly obvious that one of the two is not going to be the starter, Lane Kiffin's not going to tell one of the two, Hey, you're not starting. They're invested like in their time, and the collective is invested in both of those quarterbacks for a reason. They want to keep them on roster. 
So if Sanders has had some kind of injury where he hasn't been throwing, he's not beating out Jackson Dart. And knowing what we know about Lane Kiffin, even if he expects Jackson Dart to be the guy come September, which I do, he's not going to just end a competition before training camp if he doesn't have to, if he can help it. He kept the whole John Rice Plumley Matt Corral thing, that charade was kept up for a while, even though everybody with half a brain knew that Matt Corral was going to be the starting quarterback for this team. He kept that thing running for as long as possible because without having asked him directly, it's clear that he values competition and thinks that breeds excellence. There's some merit to that. But I, I, I don't envision a scenario in which Jackson Dart leaves this football team after spring. Maybe there's a chance Sanders does. I don't see a scenario in which Jackson Dart's leaving after spring. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't add up. The only way is if he truly feels like he's not going to be the starting quarterback. It, you know, And I, I think that going into the fall last year, Altmeyer probably knew, but he was going to get the four games and see what happened. Uh, so if, if Dart has that same feeling, he might just go ahead and pull the plug. But then that leads to what I'm sure your next comment is going to be. What do you think my next comment is going to be? That he, how is he going to transfer? He doesn't have another free one in, uh, right. in the chamber there. And, and I, so, I mean, the NCAA has said that they're going to crack down on waivers. Both of them the transferred into Ole Miss, and we'll see. Yeah. But it, it would be easier if they've graduated. Which who knows? I, I, the, the 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 situation's odd for sure. But I don't see it ending in April. Feels like Sanders being a grad transfer would be the one to pull the plug. I, I, you know, in which case, I never understood him going there in the first place. Like, you know, you, you, you I don't, I, and I know we talked about that there were academic issues or whatever, but I just never understood, like, why would you go to a place that had a pretty good established starting quarterback and, and now he's there? Um, and then with Dart, you know, it, the, the issue for me, or it's not even an issue, but, what I, you know, when, when they talk about him possibly getting, I, I feel like the NCA is just going to continue to grant releases, especially if the, if the university doesn't fight it, which I don't think they would. So we'll see what happens there. I, I, I said when, when, when Howard and Sanders came in, I, did, I thought that was a, you know, a red flag for Dart. And I still believe that in terms of, you know, the faith that Lane Kiffin must have in him. Because if you just had faith in the guy, you'd bring in Howard for sure to be the guy of the future. But, Bringing in Sanders means you want somebody to try to compete for the job this year. Yeah, I, so I think. Go ahead. I've talked to a lot of people about this, and the prevailing thought is, well, Dart's going to get better. Is, is what a lot of people have said to me, and, and my response has been, "Look, yeah. I, I think that he can. I expect him to. But what happens if he doesn't? What, what, what happens if if he's the same guy next year? And so, if you're Lane Kiffin, and you, you know you like the kid, and, and he's good." And and all that, but if he's the exact same guy and doesn't get any better, then Ole Miss is not going to win. And and, and state fans are going to roll your eyes at this. Lane Kiffin thinks he can win every game he plays. You you listen to his press conference after the Alabama game. Like he thinks his approach at Ole Miss is, I can win all of these. I can beat all of these teams. If you think that's a fool's errand, then then that that's your opinion. But he thinks that he can win all of these games and beat all of these teams. And Jackson well, what Dart. What else do you want a coach to think? Right. Jeez. True. But but Jackson last year's Jackson Dart is not beating 
Alabama and Tuscaloosa. He's not beating Georgia and Athens. He's not beating LSU. Seriously, that's not happening. So if improvement doesn't happen, I don't blame Blaine Kiffin for here. Here's Sanders. His Sanders' his options were kind of limited, uh, apparently. I have been told that academics were a hang-up and that, that limited some of his options. We talked about it then. I have heard nothing to, to counter that now. But you, you get this guy that started for four years and been really good at times, not so good at others, but has been really good at times to to come in and compete with your incumbent starter. Why would you not do that, especially when there's a chance he doesn't improve? Because if he doesn't, they're not winning those games. So it's it's a, a complicated situation. I think at times people can overcomplicate it. I think it's more about here's a football coach that had an opportunity to strengthen the depth at the most important position on the field in which last year he didn't get consistent play from that position. Yeah. We get a text here. Why did State bring in Mike Wright? Kind of the same scenario. I disagree with that. Definitely not the same scenario because, no. A, State needed a backup desperately with when Robertson and Locke tr- transferred out. But, two, Wright provides an entire skill set that you don't currently have. There's nothing – you know, Sanders and Dart are kind of the same quarterback, whereas Wright – provides the running threat that Will Rogers cannot. So they will design packages and and play calls for Mike Wright, whereas there's no you're not pulling Sanders off the field to give Dart the opportunity to run the ball. I really like Mike Wright. You're not winning a lot of football games with his arm. You're not. Spencer Sanders Bob is a... How... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Bob and Itawamba, are you guys going to change the subject between now and 6 o'clock? What? What? What do you want? We can't talk a little college football here? What's going on, Bob? For 10 What's minutes? wrong with you, man? We're talking for, this for 10 minutes. This is the first time we brought college football up. Outside of the best day in sports discussion. What's going on here? We, we appreciate you listening. We're just confused more than anything else. 6 year one 3395 is the text line. We'll read some of yours, and then I've, I've got a thought about a column I read this morning when we come back. For Sports Talk Mississippi, now. Now. The nerds, the nerds have done it. Your second massive upset on the first day in the morning window of March Madness, Princeton. Ladies and gentlemen, Princeton, the Tigers, right? I think that's what they are. Princeton. They are the Tigers. No, the number 15 seed Princeton Tigers, the nerds have taken down Arizona. Yes. Nerds! What a day in basketball. Are you kidding me? So Furman earlier today, the 13th seed, beat the number four seed, Virginia. And then right here, Princeton upsets Arizona. What a day in March Madness. You, you love to see it. What a day. 
I'm Michael yeah. Wilkie. He's Brian. This, is, this is what makes it great. So whoever texted us earlier is like, it's about the upsets. Yeah, if it was just a chalk day, or if you didn't have these teams like Princeton and Furman in the tournament, and it was just a Power 5 deal, not not even on the same planet of excitement. Yeah, which is why I hate this idea that you might get a basketball tournament that features only the Power 5 in the near future. No, because uh... what do I care? I mean, let, let's just say Mississippi State, right? Mississippi State beating Arizona. That, that's not something that anybody's going to be like, oh, my gosh, that's the craziest thing. But Princeton doing it is it's fun. Furman beating Virginia is fun. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, your you know, brackets are we're so caught up in the money, man. I, I, yeah. I, I, it's just sometimes we just forget that just play the games. The games are fun. You know? Yeah, they are. Like how many, we, we have enough money. It's going to be okay. Uh, Bobby in Batesville. And Dan says, well, there goes my bracket. Well, there goes everybody's bracket. The Furman upset eliminated 90% of the yeah. brackets from being perfect. So we've got it. anybody who's perfect now is just stupid. Is a troll. There's somebody who's just dumb and they're just like I'm just picking games randomly here and here I am. Did it based on uniforms? They don't actually know ba- basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby in baseball says Luke was Matt's quote inspiration to do better. I feel like Spencer Sanders is darts, but Howard is there quote regardless of those two things versus Quote, because of, just my two cents, Corral threw six picks against Arkansas in 21. His starting job was in the block, or on the block at that point. Does Kiffin believe in Dart like he did Corral? That's the question I'm curious about. Me too. I mean, I think the answer might be cautiously yes. He speaks really highly of his quarterback, and he should, because Dart at times last year behind an offensive line that he disguised, by the way. They were much worse than the sack numbers tell you. Dart was really good in the pocket at avoiding pressure. Very good at that. They were worse. So he he flashed often, but he wasn't consistent. It just simply wasn't. And so maybe there's an opportunity, or not maybe, there was an opportunity to get an experienced guy in, and if he pushes Dart and Dart gets better, great. If he doesn't, then you upgraded a quarterback. The only thing you can lose here is the locker room. Now, that's the only thing you fear of, of losing is bringing a quarterback in to disrupt things might upset your locker room. To my knowledge, that yeah. has not happened, and, and Sanders has Seems assimilated the case thus far. greatly. I mean, they go to yoga together. Uh, at least pictures on the Internet say they do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I don't... hot yoga? I don't know. They did it in the yoga. stadium, and, and they, were, yoga? they were next to each other doing yoga, and, and I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I'd... Yoga's good for you. I used to do yoga. I need to get back to that. Uh, Lane would just randomly post a picture with Matt on Twitter like once a week. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know his social media presence is uh, unpredictable. I guess would be the best way to put it. Both of the big upsets are on Bama's side of the bracket. Nate Oates after their game, by the way, Brandon Miller did not score a point. On uh, Alabama scored what ninety four. Um, apparently, he has a nagging. Um, hamstring or a groin injury, I can't remember which one, but has a nagging injury from the SEC tournament, apparently. We learned uh, of that today. So that's something to keep an eye on with uh, with Alabama um, moving forward. Some of that was receiver play. Also, we get a message. It was. Inconsistency also. Part receiver. Uh, didn't have anything uh, with tight end. Stuff like that. Uh, that's, um, that's kind of part of the deal. But he wasn't consistent enough. You're not winning a bunch of games with what you got from Dart last year. You got a bunch of potential, but not a bunch of consistent play that's going to win you games at the highest level of college football. And if he does not improve, this is where they're going to struggle at times. Go ahead. 
This is where you know you can tell where you know how much more you watch Ole Miss, how deeper you watch Ole Miss than I did. Because I would tell you that like watching Ole Miss, there was not a game where I was like, Man, Dart is killing them today. You know, I always thought defensively they had their issues and that was probably their biggest, you know, concern more than anything else. But there was never I mean, even in the egg bowl, they only scored twenty two points, but I thought Dart played really well in that he game. He did Made play some well big that throws. night. That was his best game, possibly. I mean, I, I've said it before that if you change Dart and Rogers in the egg bowl, State wins that game by about four touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, they would have just dominated them. So just I, you know, when I saw Dart, I was like, especially uh, maybe it's just because I saw him as a sophomore, and I was like, this is a kid who you know he this is what his eighth, ninth start going in. Yeah, you know, I, I felt like he, he was really good for Ole Miss last year. I thought defensively is where they lost games. They did, and it's it's a bit nitpicky because he was a young quarterback, and it just if he doesn't take a step forward, that they're not feels they're not going to win the games that Lane Kiffin thinks that they can win if he does not. It feels almost like the discussion we were having about Will Rogers at the end of the first season, where you know he wasn't even a full season in as a starter, and we were like, "Yeah, is this guy?" You know, sometimes you got to let these guys develop a little bit. We, I feel like in the portal, we lose we lose track of development. Sometimes yeah. we're just like, "I ah, just go get another guy," you know. Uh, and Howard, whoever they mentioned, like Howard's just there. Like he's just he knew he knew when he signed his papers, "Hey, I'm not starting this year unless something weird happens." He's, he's perfectly content to, to wait it out. Carrie yeah. in Richland says, we're seeing it today seems. the real results of uh, the best of high school players going to the G League. That is a thing that's happening for sure. Uh, the Blue Bloods and Power 5 schools have great talent, but it's it's young. The talent gap has uh, closed from those schools and smaller schools, and the smaller schools have more experience individually in playing together as a team. This is going to continue tonight and the rest of the weekend, and it's upsets in name only. Furman, for example, yeah. uh, I mean, their best player is a fifth-year senior. Has, has only played it, has only been to Furman. Uh, he's a fifth-year senior. And if you look at his numbers from his first year playing versus now, he, he just developed and became a, a high-quality player that's played a ton yeah. of basketball. And he didn't look phased in this moment because he's an adult. <laughs> He's 23 years old. Yeah, that, that's that's what these games are. But that, that that texture is exactly right. When when you talk about these these mid major teams that win, they they, you know, they come in at like 29 and five. You're talking about a team that's probably loaded with seniors who've been there, they've done that, they've seen every scenario, and they're just they're not phased by the moment. No, and that's what that's what you know you've got with Princeton, and that's what you've got with uh with with uh, Furman. And yeah, my guess is we probably got two or three more of those games coming. 12, I mean, like I said, every year a 12 wins, it seems. So that's probably coming still, and you never know what else. And then in the second round, you know, I mean, Alabama and Houston have been really good this year, but don't sit there and try to tell me they're not vulnerable, especially if Brandon Miller's hurt. Yeah. So, but my bracket's going right now. It would make sense for my national champion to go out in the second round. So, yeah. In the portal, see, people say the portal only helps the big schools, but the the reverse happens uh, as well. These smaller schools get... Players from bigger schools that they couldn't get otherwise. I mean, I, I know their season ended uh, in an unfortunate fashion, but what's Southern Miss this year without Austin Crowley? Yeah. So, so both things, uh, the portal works both ways, and maybe that's happening here as well. Get a message back on the football front that says Dart will be the starter. Spencer didn't have another option after burning bridges. The texter says, "Yeah, I, it sounds like his options were limited." Uh, for sure, but I, I do agree with you. I think the end result is, I think the end result is Jackson Dart will start. 
I mean, his numbers more difficult place to play in terms of schedule, who you're playing against, as an inexperienced sophomore joining a new team in February of that year, having to deal with a battle on your own right and fight off a guy, and you, you split reps in spring, and you split reps during training camp, and you split the first couple of games. He put up better numbers in the SEC than Sanders did as a multi-year starter at the same place in the Big 12, playing against Big 12 defenses. I, I think it's going to end that way. We'll see if it actually does. But I, I agree with you that I think it ends that way. Dart showed a lot of promise last year. Just you would like him to be more consistent. As a sophomore in the SEC, yeah. I mean, he was really good. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't... I mean, right now, I don't know if I'd have him above KJ, but I mean... He's in the top three, four SEC quarterbacks. There's, been, there's no really any question about that, is there? If you had to think about it, I mean, and so many people Let's are think about it when we come back. Guys, yeah. Why don't we do that? I I hate to keep talking about football, but you know, uh, I do want to get to this because I've, I've been thinking about a response to this call. And we may get to that, but yeah, well, where would you put Dart in terms of returning co- or quarterbacks in the SEC entering this year? It's up there considering how many people are replacing uh, their guy. We'll be right back. Sports Talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi. All right, hey, that our friend Joe on Twitter does not like the fact that you think that Jackson Brown might a be a highly ranked quarterback entering this season. Well, so let's, let's talk through it. Let's just look through this. All right, so who's returning? That's where we got to start, right? I think Jaden Daniels is number one. Like he He's going to be SEC your first-team All-SEC quarterback. He did. He's going to be the first-team All-SEC quarterback, right? So who else is back? In this state, you have Rodgers and Dart. Rattler. You have Connor Wiegman at Texas A&M, but we got to take him out of the discussion. Haven't seen enough to right. put him in the discussion, right? So he's out. You have K.J. Jefferson. Uh, you have Spencer Rattler at South Carolina. Who had two elite games last well, year, but I'm, I'm, I was about to say it's like I'm taking him out too because I like I said he only had really two. The rest of the year he was very very inconsistent. He had two incredible games. You saw the talent, but you, you didn't see it all year. All right, Kentucky new quarterback, Tennessee new quarterback, Florida new quarterback, Alabama Auburn. I mean you can say Ashford, but they're not going to start him. Alabama and Auburn new quarterback. Uh, I'm leaving anybody out there. Missouri. I mean, Brady Cook's there, but so we'll, we'll put him in the discussion. Sure. So you got four quarterbacks to say who's the rest of the, you know, rank them in the top five. You know, who, who are you going to say? Dart, Jefferson, Rodgers, and Cook. Cook is, is clearly five to me. So 
Dort is either four, three, or two. Rogers is either four, three, or two, and then Jefferson's either four, three, or two. So even if I say four for Dart, I'm not so far off that I'm like, oh my god, right? I mean, you know. Now that being said, when we get to the end of the season, a guy, I think Ty Simpson's going to be the guy that wins the Alabama job. He's going to be really good. He was a five-star kid coming out of high school. He's surrounded by Alabama talent. He'll be really good. And by the end of the year, he'll probably be the first-team All-SEC quarterback. The kid at, at, at Georgia, Carson Beck, he's going to be really good for them. He's a five-star kid. He's surrounded by talent. He'll be really good. But as it stands right now, I haven't seen those guys play. So what am I basing my, my observations on of not what I've seen? So for me, I probably have K.J. Third or second. I mean, just the experience, and he's just so tough. He's a warrior. And then I just got you know Dart and Rogers. Rogers clearly has more experience. He's obviously thrown for a lot more yards because of you know that's that's been his job, and he's done a good job of it. Dart is the better athlete. Dart Dart is the better runner. Dart's younger, so maybe the ceiling is higher. It's just an argument between those two guys. Sounds fair. Joe doesn't like it, but well, don't uh, tell Joe that. That, uh, that sounds fair. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line again on Borky. He said that there's something that that I, I want to talk about, and I know everybody around here just absolutely loves Dan Wilkin of the USA Today. Everybody just really loves every, everything favorite. he writes. But he wrote something about he tied. Ole Miss hiring Chris Beard in Alabama and Brandon Miller together into a column. And there is some truth to what he's saying, but what is getting lost on a lot of these media types is the hyperbole makes their position unserious. And what Wolken wrote, I think, is a great example of how the media views the South in general and those stereotypes and generalizations are not only not rooted in reality, but are completely ignoring what goes on literally everywhere else. Let me tell you what uh, part of what he wrote. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but the uh, the headline is Alabama's Brandon Miller, Ole Miss's Chris Beard, symbolizes SEC's tarnished image. Here's the subhead. After the Brandon Miller incident and Chris Beard hiring, we have a very clear picture of what the SEC stands for. Just avoid prosecution, baby. Here's a quote from the story, or the column. In the end, we now have a very clear picture of where the SEC is and what it stands for. Just avoid prosecution. That's it. That's all it takes in Greg Sankey's SEC these days to carry the banner of college sports' most successful conference. As long as you can add banners and dollars to the league's bottom line, the rest will take care of itself. So, I'm not going to read the rest of it. You can seek it out and find it if you want. What's frustrating about reading stuff like this is the hyperbole associated with it. And here's what I mean by that. Alabama's fair game for criticism. Absolutely they're fair. they are fair game with the way they've handled this. Ole Miss is fair game for criticism. If you're an Ole Miss fan and you don't like the criticism, you should have expected it. I mean, we, we kind of told you that it was coming. The questions that were asked at the press conference, not a single one was inappropriate. When you hire somebody two months after an arrest of that nature, I know that she released a statement shortly thereafter disputing some of the things that were in the police report. That is part of the story. The police report is also part of the story. It is a situation that warranted the questions that he was asked. And if you wanted to be critical of Ole Miss, 
for making that hire. It is absolutely fair game. 100% fair game. What, what really frustrates me, though, is people like this do things like now and the SEC. As if this is new, this phenomenon of do whatever it takes to win and protect sports is not only new, but it's geofenced around just the South. Because a very quick internet search tells you that a decades-long cover-up of the abuse of children for the sake of protecting football didn't happen in the SEC. That happened elsewhere in the non-southern state of Pennsylvania. That same institution, by the way, hired James Franklin after what he did at Vanderbilt, by the way. Nobody criticized that. I don't remember this column, but anyway. But it's not just Penn State. Michigan State with Larry Nasser. Michigan is involved in something like that. So is Ohio State. In the name of sports, the cover-up and protection of vile, disgusting, criminal behavior was done in the name of protecting sports in the Big Ten. Now, this this criticism, this phenomenon, I think is... I think it's deeper than just a sports thing. I think this is a really good example or an encapsulation of how the media views the South. I think it's deeper than just sports. They, they think that we have a broken culture in the South, despite not living here or being here or experiencing the people here. I see it all the time. I see those biases reflected in, in big media all the time. And especially during, what's up? The only thing I would, the only thing I would say that, that you know, and I agree with a lot of what you're saying, but Wolken does live in Atlanta. He does, and it, it's still a reflection of the the biases towards the culture here. Yeah, uh, I agree. If, if, during COVID, for example, remember when the George Floyd happened and all of those protests yeah. happened, and you turn on the TV and, and and all they would say, and they still talk about it to this day, this deeply divided country. And they point fingers at the South and talk about how backwards we are. I remember shortly thereafter that happened and all of the protests and all of that were going on. I took my son to a park in Jackson and there were black kids and white kids playing together and their parents talking to each other and smiling and laughing and engaging in normal conversation. And I thought, what I'm seeing in front of my eyes is real. That's that's reality here. And what you see on TV is false. That's how the media portrays us. We have an incredibly friendly and giving and engaging culture, but they try to tell you that we're backwards. And it's reflected in columns like this. Oh, the SEC's Greg Sankey is proud of his broken culture as if the Big Ten doesn't have their biggest brands involved in decades-long cover-up of sexual assault for the sake of protecting sports. But why is it only the SEC that gets the finger pointed at your culture's broken? You guys only care about winning. You guys only care about sports when it happens freaking everywhere. It doesn't make it okay, but be honest about it. But everybody likes to finger point at the South because we're the poor and dumb ones, right? We have the broken culture because of things that happened decades ago that none of us controlled. 
I hate people like Dan Wolkin, and I hate people like these legacy media types in Los Angeles and New York that point to our culture and say we're broken when they, in their own backyards, are just as broken, if not more, than we are. That's what I hate about stuff like this. It's only the SEC that puts sports above everything else. That's garbage. In a, a five seconds on Google tells you that, no, broken culture in the Big Ten as well. Broken culture everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, the I don't name have time to look up the Big 12 and the, the Pac-12, but I'm positive I could find some stuff. Absolutely you could. 100% you could. But it's only here. We're the only ones that are backwards, despite all the evidence to the contrary. And if you've lived here and experienced life here, you know we don't have a broken culture any more so than anybody else does. We've got good, hardworking, caring people that try to do the right thing. But all, all these hawks that, that have these platforms like to single out the exceptions and tell people that it's the norm. And it's not. So, yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. Final thoughts. More lighthearted when we come back. FM, our number one for sports talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports talk, Mississippi. Bingo, man, bingo. Super talk, Mississippi. of you still hanging on, I forgot. About 20 minutes ago, we lost a good bit of our stations for the Ole Miss baseball pregame show because they have first pitch here in about six minutes. In Nashville at Vanderbilt is Ole Miss. I'm Michael Borkey's Brian Haydad. Glad, again, glad to, if you're still hanging on. We appreciate you still uh, being here on this March Madness Thursday. A little score rundown for you. Alabama comfortably beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi, but the story is apparently... Uh, now there's an injury to Brandon Miller that we didn't know about. Although, there's an extension of the, the story. The New York Times reported that there was a fourth Alabama player there. That yeah. is categorically that's, that's, false. Well, no, no. That is what Alabama is saying, and the player is saying, but the New York Times seems to find that that's not, I'm interested to see how that plays out. Because the Times asked the kid yesterday, and he said, I can't comment on that. And then today he issued a denial. Um, I, I I don't know. Weird. I don't deal. know, man. And it, I'll just tell you this: what if Alabama's lying? That's going to be a really bad situation for Alabama. I wonder how that can be confirmed. Because NYT reported he was in the car. Well, say they've got. They must have some evidence. They must have something. They wouldn't have run with that otherwise. You would hope not. You would uh, yeah. absolutely hope not. San Diego State. Either that or Charles. you know they're going to own the uh, NY, They're going to own the uh, the New York Times yeah. when this is over. 
San Diego State beat Charleston 63-57. Princeton, the upset 15 seed. Princeton beat Arizona 59-55. Arkansas kind of cruised there in the second half with a 10-point win over Illinois. They move on. West Virginia lost to Maryland in what was an awesome game, 67-65. Furman, the other big upset of the day. The 13 seed over the number 4 Virginia, 68-67 the final. Missouri, another SEC team, moved on with a comfortable 76-65 win over Utah State. Kansas cruised over Howard, 96-68. Now you've got Auburn and Iowa playing right now. Colgate, Texas, Boise State, Northwestern, Houston, Northern Kentucky, Tennessee, Louisiana, A&M, Penn State, and UCLA, UNC, Asheville are your games tonight. Should be fun. Always gonna is. be a good gonna be a good time. Gonna be a good time. Jason agrees with you, hey Dad says Gotta I don't home. believe a word Alabama says about anything involving that. I have no I have I, I have no idea why the New York Times would get involved if they didn't have evidence. It just doesn't make sense. So either the evidence is wrong or somebody's being lied to, or Alabama's lying. Those are your those are your only options. And, I mean, we're going to find out one way or the other because they are sure going to ask for evidence to be presented or if they you know, if this, they continue to deny it, the New York Times is going to be like, all right, here's what we got. You tell me. So, I don't know. Point one seven percent of bra- all brackets submitted remain perfect. Point one seven percent The yeah. first half of That's the not first 1. day 7. is over. No, point That's not 1.7. 7. That is point that is seventeen percent of one. So however many brackets there are, let's 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 see if I can do some quick math here. It's gonna have to be really quick. Let's see if I can do it. So if there were a million brackets, right? Which we'll just say that there are, right? Times point one seven. That would mean that's not right. There's no way that's correct. What, hundred and seventy? Yeah, it's 170, yeah. I had 170,000. I was like, I didn't do the math right there. Yeah, 170 out of a million are still correct. And those 170 people are absolute lunatics that had Princeton and Furman winning on day one. So there were over 12 million brackets on ESPN alone. Okay. So what's 170 times 12? 2,040. There's only 2,040 correct brackets. 2,040 absolutely insane people. I don't want to know any of these people. I don't want to be your friend if you picked Furman and Princeton. Oh, man, what a day. What a great day in sports. We appreciate you guys hanging out. I know there there was one texter that was disappointed that we didn't that we weren't talking about baseball enough in the 5 o'clock hour. We did uh, in the 3 o'clock hour a little bit. But it's just a, 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 a huge sports day. I mean, the NCAA tournament going on. Uh, we, we did the college football fix. Uh, we'll talk a lot about baseball tomorrow and, and more March Madness, but Ole Miss Vanderbilt tonight, and then uh, Mississippi State Series at Kentucky gets underway tomorrow. We will talk about that a good bit tomorrow as well. But, hey, first day of March Madness. Uh, we talked a lot of hoops today. And I hope uh, that's okay with the rest of you. For Richard, who will be back tomorrow, we will be at the sports book tomorrow. 
at Timeout Lounge, Pearl River Resort. And Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3. Y'all have a good night. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.